Hello, beautiful women, and welcome to the Claimed Podcast. I'm Anna Rova, your host, and let me tell you a little bit about myself if you're new to the podcast. I'm a femininity and feminine embodiment coach, and I run a very powerful program for single successful women who want to attract and keep committed masculine men or women who are already in relationships but want to change that feminine masculine polarity in their relationship. everyone. Welcome claimed listeners. Welcome to the Claim Podcast or the IGTV, wherever you're listening or watching. I'm Anna Rova, if you don't know me. And I am I'm a coach. I'm a feminine embodiment coach and I run a powerful group coaching program for women who want to attract a committed masculine men. And so today I come to you with a different kind of topic about motherhood. And it's super interesting because I can see that someone has joined my Instagram live and her name on Instagram is Hot Mess Mom, which is like Perfect for what we're going to talk today. <laughs> so I want to I want to read out to you an article that I wrote um, almost a year ago um, when my daughter was about nine months, I think. Um, and so let's talk about motherhood, ladies. And Amelia, I see that you've joined as well. I think you're really going to enjoy this because this is about motherhood. And I think some of the questions that you have been asking me as well or thinking about um, children. So let's talk about all of that. I never really wanted to have children. It always seemed like having kids was something that people just do. Just like going to college and getting a job. Just like going to the grocery store and taking out the garbage. Just like paying their bills. You know that the clock is ticking and eventually you'll have to do it. It's being called an adult and having responsibilities. It's unavoidable. Until, of course, there comes a time when you physically can't do it anymore. But that time was very, very far away from me. I didn't want to have children just because that's how things go or because I have to. The pressure from society or family didn't interest me much. I always felt that some somehow creating a family was much more sim- much more than a simple decision. Okay, 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 whatever. Let's just do it and see what happens. It can't be that bad if everyone does it. Creating a family is not the same as adopting a pet for a week and giving it back because he was too much for you to handle. I grew up in a world where I saw children as a nuisance, as a burden. The crying, the nagging, the tantrums. Who the fuck wants that? Why? For what greater purpose? What's the greater good in this sacrifice? From the moment that embryo would inhibit my womb space, I thought I wouldn't belong to myself. Once you have children, your life is pretty much your life is pretty much over. Was the message I got and I grew up with. I saw a child as something that would be attached to me, like literally, um, for hours, days, and years on end, as something that would take away my freedom and put me in a box without a way out. I know that a lot of you might resonate with that, but maybe not. But I know a lot of women deep down feel the same thing. Like, how fucked up is that? It actually sounds really sad. I don't want my daughter to grow up in such a world. Like, how do we screw this up? How and when having children and creating a family have become such a terrible, limiting idea, when in fact it has become my greatest joy and liberation? 
So let's talk about role models. I didn't grow up seeing happy families who are real about the challenges of raising children, but also deeply fulfilled by having a family. I didn't witness happy mothers roaming around their day, sharing this bundle of joy with the world. Actually, growing up, I didn't see conscious parenthood around. Mindfulness, respectful parenting, and personal development were not on any parent's radar in the post-Soviet country in the 90s. Survival was. Soviet women, and I grew up in the Soviet Union, well, I was born there, and then, you know, in a post-Soviet republic I grew up. So those women would give their children to daycare as early as one to three months and then get back to work. I know that in the U.S. it's pretty much the same situation. Because if you didn't work, you could be sent to prison for laziness or parasitism because the country needed your working hands. The state needed women to produce children and produce at work to keep the nation going. The story in the U.S. is completely different. But anyways, we, we, can, we, can, we can talk about that. Uh, this is my story, right? I've, I've only held babies in my arms just a handful of times before I had to deal with taking care of my own infant. Needless to say, I didn't even know what to do with it when it arrived. My motherhood instinct didn't kick right away after giving birth. And by the way, I wrote my birth story if you're interested in reading that. In fact, I was dreading the time when they'd bring my daughter to our room and I'd have to take care of her forever. Well, at least 18 years minimum. I've left my home when I was 17, and I've been on the road since then. Thus, I wasn't there when my old friends and even my own sister went through the passages of being pregnant, giving birth, and raising children. I simply missed out. Like, I wasn't there. I didn't witness closely at least one becoming a mother stage in any other woman. I feel like many young women today are in the same boat. We leave home early, we travel the world, we live in big cities, we pursue opportunities, and we don't even realize the cost of this disconnection. Being a college student, I used to come to visit my sister during spring break, and all I remember is being so frustrated at the screaming babies and not being able to sleep in the morning. They would just scream and scream and scream without end. I couldn't wait to get back to college life where I was free to do whatever the hell I wanted. No wonder that as a young new mother, I had no fucking idea what to expect and how to deal with this new crazy adventure. I had all of this conditioning and misconceptions about how motherhood would basically ruin me and my future. So I had to learn on my own. I had to build my own role models. I had to become one for myself, for other women, and for my daughter. So let's talk about postmodern feminism. Being a highly ambitious and emancipated young woman, I thought children were a nuisance that would, that would slowly drag me down and kill my self-esteem, self-worth, and my position in the society as a respected intellectual individual. I didn't want to be that woman that graduates from college, works her ass off to become successful, only to get married and have children. I saw all these women getting married, pregnant, and becoming mothers, and it just seemed too stereotypical for me. Like, I didn't want to be put in that box. I always felt like I was something more. Like, is that it? Is, the, is that all that I am? A woman, a wife, and a mother? I knew most women wanted, but I didn't understand why. In fact, I was more relating to women who actually don't want children and would like to postpone marriage and family life simply because they didn't want to be put in that female box. In fact, one of my girlfriends said, oh, I just don't know how to fit a child on top of everything else. It seemed like marriage and children are these holy grails of the feminine soul that everyone has to want. Just because I have a vagina, it doesn't mean I, I want to have children. After 
So let's talk about what changed and how. After I stepped on the journey of rediscovering my own femininity, I also realized that a child is not something I have on my own. It's not like a work project that has a deadline, a perfectly planned trajectory and something that's totally in my control. I can't create a child with my mind or on my own. And that might not be the story for everyone, but I know that's for a lot of women. I know that some women just you know, choose that path for them and that's okay. But that wasn't my story. In fact, in my mind, a child was always connected to a man. His child is the one I will carry and his child is the one that I will nurse and raise. He has to be involved. There was no other way for me. And so when I got pregnant and had my daughter, my whole world naturally transformed. Now I know why. No one really talked to me about the importance and relevance of marrying a man you love and the enormous joy and bond that comes with it. No one really talked to me about the fact that having a child expands you into like a hundred different directions and challenges you to become a better human being. The feminism I grew up in didn't stress the importance of the fact that this female box of motherhood and marriage is actually an important part of every woman's life. And actually the feminism world that we live up and the feminism in general, the movement has missed motherhood because it doesn't know how to address it and put it all together. It actually makes us happy and fulfilled. That's why we want it. And in fact, a lot of female powerhouses secretly want it. They want it bad. And I can tell you now, I'm in a phase where I'm like, holy shit, I want another baby. And that's all I can think of, right? I can, I, I see babies, I dream of babies, my body's taking over. And I'm like, I just want another one. Give it to me now. Put this baby in my body ASAP. Hi, girlfriends. Sorry to interrupt. Uh, you're listening to the episode. But I quickly wanted to jump in and let you know that I have prepared something exciting for you. If you're interested in polarity, femininity, and how to embrace your feminine and how to attract primarily masculine men in your life, this announcement is going to be very useful for you because I'm talking about my signature uh, training. Uh, I'm like, how do I describe this experience? Because it's really an experience, you know. This is a signature training, my one-hour webinar that I've put together. And it honestly, it's it's been through a few iterations in the last two years. But I feel like this is the best yet training of mine that didn't come from, you know, reading two books and three courses and like coming together in a copy-paste thing that I now advise women to do. No, this has come from me, my own lived experience through my dating life and through finding and attracting the masculine men of my dreams and then marrying him and creating a family. This also came, yes, indeed, from a lot of research and learning and courses and coaches and oh my God, you name it. You know, it's been a, it's been a journey of five years for me about that time. And also this has come from my clients. So the previous training, how is this different if you've signed up for another training of mine? which was the lie of female success, by the way. This is different because this is now coming through a distillation of my work one-on-one -on -one with women who I've helped get to that place where they're just attracting better men and they start attracting better masculine men and are on their way to actually to a relationship eventually. Not only masculine, but also masculine committed men. So if you are in a situation where you're attracting men that are less than desirable, let's say they're feminine men who don't want to lead, don't want to take charge, and men who are unavailable, then this training is for you. I will have to call all this training, how to start attracting your masculine committed men, basically in 30 days or less. And in this training, I will share with you some of the key things that I've learned throughout this journey that are helping. That's what my work with women is based on. So in this 60-minute training, you'll find the number one reason why you're still single and can't attract a committed masculine men. 
it's not what you think. How to break through the patterns of attracting unavailable or feminine men, as I said, and find your blind spot so you can attract the men you want. How to master the feminine, masculine polarity so you start feeling taken care of, claimed, and finally be able to let go of control and uncover the lie of female success that's keeping you stuck, exhausted, and unfulfilled, which means in masculine energy all the time, so you can start living in freedom and joy and much, much more. So if you're interested, go to girlskill.com slash webinar, sign up, and I can't wait for you to see this training and to let me know how it went. And by the way, there's no replays for this. So make sure you select the time that you can show up and be fully present. All right, I'm going to jump off and you continue listening to this episode. Connection, love, and nurture is what fills our feminine soul and gives us the freedom to be us and to show up in the world in our own unique feminine ways. It's why we feel connected, expanded, and nurtured. It's why we were designed, it's what we were designed to do. It's primal and instinctive and only natural. So I shifted my perspective and every day I feel grateful for the fact that today I live in a world where I can be both a mother to the most precious baby, a wife to the most loving man, and pursue my career and my ambitions. Of course, not at the same time and not with the same speed, but I have that option. I have that choice. Along the journey of becoming a mother, a few key paradigm shifts happened. So let me tell you about them. Getting pregnant. My first transformation was the pure fact of creating a family and getting pregnant with the man I loved and married. For some crazy reason, I thought that getting pregnant would be very difficult. We stopped using contraception. I thought it would maybe take a year, possibly longer. Infertility issues are a big thing now. So I thought, so I would never imagine that I could be pregnant just a few months without contraception, even though I never had problems with my cycle, hadn't had abortions or or miscarriages. So when I got pregnant, it was a total shock. I knew that perhaps it could happen, but probably not to me. I still remember when I went for my test results and I couldn't read them. The Spanish lady glanced at that and casually told me, trying to look excited, felicidades, estás embarazada. I was in Spain at that time. So, of course, I had all kinds of fears about getting pregnant and actually having a child, but I knew that the desire to carry my man's child in my womb and jumping into this unknown was stronger than anything else. I was anxious about what this change would do to my personal um, and professional life, but I also knew that this is more important than any of the freedom and professional achievement I'd like to have. Pregnancy. My second transformation was changing the relationship with my body during pregnancy. After the first trimester that was full of nausea and utter devastation, I have emerged as a new woman, stronger, more powerful, and full of energy. I was in awe of what my body can do and is doing, growing a human. I fell in love with myself, my body, and being a woman. I never knew that pregnancy could have such an effect on me. Granted, I did have a fairly easy pregnancy without any complications, but I do attribute it to a self-care practice of doing yoga, eating well, and being active. Pregnancy was not the time to start taking care of my mind body. I did all of that before. And of course, it wasn't as pretty all the time. There were moments when I would lie on the bottom on the bathroom floor after throwing up, thinking what the hell is happening to me and that I would rather not be pregnant. There were moments when I felt very lonely on this journey and cried nonstop. There were moments when I was feeling devastated, lost and very confused. But all that is part of the transformation to becoming a mother, a new person that I've never met before. It's a whole journey of nine months, digesting, metabolizing and getting used to. It doesn't happen in a day. It requires time and patience. Eventually, we got to it and we see the beauty in it, hopefully. We get to it. Birth. 
My third transformation was birthed in our, in our misconceptions about this natural event. I was astonished to find out that birth can be a rather painless, ecstatic event, that women have done this for centuries and that our bodies know how to birth if we let them. Most importantly, that we were designed to birth and what's stopping us from having positive birth experiences are our own fears and that have that have been implanted in us by society and the medical profession. I've read books about it. I did courses and I was ready. In fact, I was looking forward to it. But how it happens sometimes, I wasn't meant to have a natural labor because of 37 weeks, I was told that I have IUGR, which is intrauterine growth restriction, and I was induced artificially at almost 39 weeks. Long story short, after a crazy intense five-hour labor, I did give birth naturally to a beautiful baby girl weighing 2.47 kilos. I think that's about like five pounds. I did have minor tearing front and back and lost about 100 mils of blood which required me to stay at the hospital for three days and baby in intensive care for two days. But that's pretty much it. I also had lots of misconceptions about how crazy and long the recovery would be and how my body would be ruined for years. Well, in about two and a half weeks, I was as good as new, almost. My uterus shrank back quickly and I was back at yoga around four weeks. Next one, first 40 days and beyond. My fourth transformation was about taking care of this tiny human being. I had no idea how it would be like. Babies are all very different, so it's pretty much a Russian roulette in terms of how much sleep you're going to get and how much sanity you'll be left with. So the first two weeks were a total roller coaster of hormones, sleepless nights, and totally confused about life. For the first two months, I literally didn't know what the hell happened and what am I supposed to do with this baby. I didn't have an instinct that would make me instantly fall in love with it. I didn't feel much at all. I was just feeding nonstop, changing nappies, bathing, and putting her to sleep. That's it. It was like taking care of a very demanding kitten who can't communicate. You just have to do it. But around two and a half months, I started feeling the feels. It hit me one day. I was completely in love and in awe with my child. Like every single smile, every single tiny movement, the way she sleeps, the way she looks at me, the way she nurses, how cute she looks in every single outfit. I was hooked. It was like a drug. My world turned around. I truly became her mother. It was a butterfly moment. I have emerged from my cocoon. Of course, there's still sleepless nights and constant challenges. And I also realized that my baby's pretty, pretty much an angel sleeping through the night and pretty calm and chill, not having colics and all kinds of other things that make a parent's life much, much harder. Every day I'm watching her grow and develop and it's quite fascinating. She's five months now and we're both blooming. Well, at the time, at the time she was five months. Wow, she's almost two years now at the time of reading this. I'm opening myself up to a whole world of sensations, thoughts and emotions. I feel things I've never felt before. I think about things in a totally new perspective. I see the world through a different lens. I have indeed become a butterfly and it's the best thing in the world. Things are happening to me which I have no control over. I'm expanding in 10 different directions every day. I can't name it yet. It's a feeling thing. So here are the 10 ways motherhood uh, made me an ever-evolving, better human being that I did not ever imagine that I would. It's actually 12, sorry. So let's go through them and then we're, we're done. We're done. Number one, I became more conscious about the environment and what type of world we live in. I started I started caring about global warming, pre preserving natural habitats, leaving this world a better place for my child, becoming more community-oriented, empathetic, generous. I just started caring more. 
Number two, I now care deeply about other women and babies. My heart melts when I see tiny babies. Now I actually like really want one. I can't undo my birth experience and the fact that I become became a mother. I feel connected to all mothers that came before and that will come after me. I understood that women are truly what drives the world forward. I believe biology has made it this way so we help each other bond and counterbalance the constant masculine, cold-hearted, go energy. Number three, I'm in constant re-evaluation mode of my values and behavior. I observe more. I meditate more. I think about the world and its future more often. I'm aware that everything I do is reflecting on my child's view of the world. Number four, I'm taking care of myself and my body in a more nourishing way. I'm very conscious of taking care of myself first, because if my body, mind, and soul are exhausted and unfulfilled, everyone is unhappy. I'm not going to sacrifice my own desires, pleasures, and freedom for the children. In fact, I think this kind of mentality and viewpoint might come back and bite me in the ass in the form of some sort of revenge strategy. Number five, I have reprioritized what's important in life. I realize that our family unit is the foundation of our lives and everything else is kind of like an icing on the cake. I don't want to fit my family on top of everything else. I want to fit everything else on top of my family, like a bonus. If I keep the foundation steady, stable, and fulfilled, plants will grow, the harvest will come. My business and my professional development is important and it gives me fulfillment, but my priorities are very clear family first, work second, because that what fulfills me deeply as a woman. Number six, I've discovered a new sense of freedom in letting go. And by the way, I consciously, because I was burning out, I couldn't do it anymore. And I was missing my daughter. I consciously, I'm taking a day off my work. I love my work, but I, but I choose to be with her because I realized, you know what, I'm just working too much. And I'm like outsourcing her care to daycare, which I have been doing. So now I just only work four days a week. And I think this has been my best business decision. Number six, I've discovered a new sense of freedom in the letting go and surrendering to the flow of life. I dance around feeding schedules and nap times. I'm flexible with weekend plans and coffee dates. I know that everything might change in a second. And thus, I appreciate here and now. Number seven, my relationship with time transformed. Time became my biggest asset. Today, I'm much more efficient and productive. The Pareto rule of 80-20 has reversed after childbirth. I now indeed only do 20% of the work to gain 80% of results. And I think of like, oh my God, what was I doing with my time before the baby? Eight, motherhood has made me a better entrepreneur. My business has taken off. I realize that time is not money. Time is the spare minutes to spend with my man and my baby, to watch her giggle and explore the world, to observe her do amazing human things we take for granted for the first time, to go for hikes and picnics, to make love and be in love, feel my body and my pleasure, to enjoy the humanness in all of us and to appreciate life, to travel the world with a new sense of wonder and awe. Number nine, I've seen my man transform into a father, a precious gift of vulnerability and tenderness, the way he makes sure she's not too cold, the way he wraps her up and puts her to sleep, the way he makes her he makes up songs and reads her stories on the go, the way he looks at her when she's asleep and keeps saying, little monkey is so cute, the way he changes her nappies and plays with her. It's an incredible experience to see him so in love with a little human being that I had the privilege to give to him. I want to do this again and again. Number 10, watching and learning about how little humans go through 10 major developmental leaps during the course of their 16 months. Every three, four weeks, babies go through incredible growth spurts that move them from one stage to another of understanding how the world works. 
changing sensations, discovering patterns, transitions, relationships, categories, and so much more. Number 11, developing empathy and patience, learning about attachment theories, the circle of trust and respectful parenting, reflecting on your own parents and how hard it was for them, understanding that parenting is a job and it's not for everyone. It's a constant personal growth path, a really challenging one, but the job that's absolutely worth it. And last one, learning about how humans learn to eat walk, sleep, and think, from drinking breast milk to starting solids, healthy eating habits and nutrition, from starting to roll on on their side to crawling and walking, from saying their first consonants to putting words together, trying to speak, starting to speak, read, and write. It's like going through an intimate crash course on human development and understanding and insight into our own species. So that, ladies, is my account on how motherhood had transformed me in many different ways. And it's so true now. Like I, you know, it's my biggest achievement and it's my greatest adventure. And it's, you know, my daughter is the love of my life. And that's why now hopefully you understand why women are like bloody obsessed with having children and I'm craving for a second one. So thank you so much for listening. DM me on Instagram if you resonated with this or comment below this video. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you. All right, girlfriends, hope you enjoyed listening or watching to this episode. And if you did, and if you resonate with most of the things I'm saying, and you want to learn more, and you want to finally start attracting masculine men, I have an invitation for you. So as you know, I am committed and passionate about helping successful women attract and keep committed masculine men. So I have a personal invitation for you. If you're resonating with everything and you're ready to step up and invest in yourself and take things to the next level, I would love, love, love to talk to you and see if you would be a fit for my work and what I do. And so basically what I'm doing is I'm inviting you and it's a personal invitation If you, only if you resonate because I don't work for, with everyone and I'm not here to just, you know, make a quick buck and whatever. I'm here committed to your result. And I will make sure that we go until the end and that we get you the result that you want, which is start attracting better men. So I invite you to sign up to actually apply for a free discovery call with me. It's a call that is one hour long. And what we do is we talk about your current situation, where you are today, and what's wrong, quote unquote, wrong with your dynamics with men, what you don't like. And then we're going to talk about what you really want and where you want to get. And at the end, if I find that that's a good fit, I'll tell you what I do and I'll offer you to join us and uh, how we could work together. So just to give you a bit of context, this, is, this experience is all about and what I'm going to offer to you, only if I find that that's a good fit is about number one, putting yourself in the best position to start attracting committed masculine men and not through tactics and techniques or tips, tricks, whatever, but just by being you and understanding and appreciating men, thus creating a deeper relationship with yourself as a feminine essence woman and attract better committed masculine men. Number two, it's all about letting go of overworking perfectionism and the need to control by overcoming your limiting beliefs, patterns, and obstacles through discovering your worth and enoughness and rebuilding your faith in your own voice, in your own decisions, and exploring your boundaries and so on and so on. Number three, it's all about letting your body lead, stop overthinking, and start trusting your gut and your heart when it comes to making decisions, expanding and embracing your range of emotions, cultivating sense of awareness and pleasure and feeling more without apologizing for it. And I know if you're here, you understand and you know that the path to your masculine man who's a conscious
conscious, healthy man is through you. It's through embracing your feminine nature. It's through running with the wolves and embracing your wild feminine side and actually gaining power from it. And a healthy masculine man will only be attracted to that if you get to that place yourself. And last but not least, it's all about becoming deeply connected to yourself as a woman. Understand what true femininity is, exploring deeper levels of intimacy to make sure that you get your spot. All right, girlfriend, keep running with wolves and I'll see you next week. Okay, bye. (laughs) And it's all about stop living in the masculine energy by pushing, doing and choosing all the time and start living. Enjoy freedom and your wild nature where you can surrender, where you can finally let go. Trust me, this is an amazing place to be and it's easy and joyful and it feels natural and feels like a woman. So if you resonate, go to girlskill.com slash apply and there's going to be a short survey, step one, just apply there and then the next step is to schedule a call with me. It's going to be an hour. We have fun on this call, so I hope to see you there. And my my calendar is booked for another, I mean, booked. My calendar is open for another week. So go ahead and do that. If you don't see times that are available for you, make sure you email me because I'll always make time for you. 